Good afternoon. My name is Chandra. I am a single mother of an 18-year-old special needs child as well as an 11-year-old daughter. Um, just here in good old Bowling Green, Kentucky, a little bit about myself. I um, am a lover of all things girly yet tomboy. I love nails, makeup, sneakers, especially Jordans, retros, um, any sort of throwback sneaker. I like astrology, hair, fashion, lifestyle. Those are just a few of the things that I'm interested in. I'm also pretty quirky when it comes to my sense of humor and the things that I like to engage in as far as reading. Um, I'm a lover of words. I like Pinterest, TikTok, things of that nature. Hi, my name is Angela. And um, my likes, who I like comedy. I like watching comedy. I like making people laugh. I try to bring the funny. Um, I just love all things. I like the old comedians like Sinbad. Um, I like um, Dave Chappelle. Um, I like just so many and I can't think of them all right now, but I do love comedy. I love um, comedy and movies. Um, I just like laughing and I like making people laugh. Um, my other hobbies are, um, I secretly like kids. Just don't tell them that. So, and I like <laughs> making kids like, I love seeing them in their natural element, just having fun. So, um, yeah, I always like, I like bringing out the big kid in me and just, um, getting out there and playing with them. It's actually part of like what, um, what got my other business started where um, I started a business called uh, Momstar and we go out and we set up parties um, for kids and we also sell party supplies. But I just like that moment when kids are having fun and running around and just being able to just be kids because I feel like they have so much going on that we didn't even have like at our age and I feel like they've Sometimes they forget how to just have fun and enjoy life and they need that because it's going to get harder. So, um, Angela and I have a unique backstory on how we met. Um, we actually met through my previous job um, and I hung out with her, her cousin for a minute before I ever realized that they were actually related. Um, and at that point, I realized that her family encompasses pretty much the entire um population of Glasgow. They have a um, pretty big family. So that is how Angela and I got to know each other. Um, at first, I think we probably thought we were a little bit different or that we didn't have a whole lot in common. Mm -hmm. Although the first day that I met her at my job, I knew she was somebody that I would, that I could hang out with. Yeah. We were laughing right off. Like, yeah, I, even, I can't remember what we were laughing about, but I remember walking Just, out. Yeah. Yeah. Very easy conversation yeah. Um, between us. I think our differences are what make this friendship so unique because Outwardly, I think at first glance, you probably would not see us as having a whole lot in common um, because Angela can be very much motivated and she loves kids. I have kids, but I'm not a lover of kids, if you will. Um, I said secretly. <laughs> secretly. secretly. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I totally get it. I think she, you've been a school teacher before, right? Yes. So, yeah. I was so a Head Start teacher for four years. Okay. So. so then you have that. So what was the hardest part about being a school teacher? 
and Head Start especially. Because that's a pretty, that's what, four or five age group? Yeah, you can't talk to them like your own kids. Even though you want to? Yeah, it's even though you want to. There, Well, there's a fine line, like, you know, you can't, you can say, you need to sit down over there versus go take your ass over there and sit down. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yes, we are going to cuss on this podcast. This is not like your, um, this is, we're not going to tiptoe around anything. No. So if you don't like cuss words, this is not the podcast for at you. all because I have so. a potty mouth. Um, my brother and sister used to say that my thing was, I was a cusser. Uh-huh. I'm the youngest of three. And so, I'm a cusser. Like, that's just always been my thing. I guess a cursor, excuse me, I curse, um, if we're going to be grammatically correct. But my brother and sister used to make fun of me because they would say that would be my way of getting attention, um, would be to <laughs> fly off the mouth with just some crazy curse word. So, we're definitely going to drop the F-bomb um, a few times on this podcast. So, yes, as she said, if you do not prefer to hear those types of words this is probably not the podcast for you yes this podcast is for your time out this is the podcast that you want to sit down this is your girl time podcast where you get to talk the shit that you want to talk this is girl say talk. the stuff that you really want to say yep so be ready for that talk about any and everything um life experiences things that are currently going on in our lives things that we've experienced you know before um, just our life's journey and also where we're going, where we're headed, who we're trying to be, who we see ourselves becoming. Um, this is truly girl talk, just a, ch- a chance for you to be yourself, let your hair down if you will. Um, we're open to all unwind. opinions, but definitely unwind time for sure. Yeah. So she talks about like, we all got a lot going on. I mean, we're all like one of the things we we as women have in common is that we are juggling so much and we do it so well but then we have those times where you don't want to see us and we're actually really falling apart and then we need that girl time we need that that energy we need that uplifting we need that reassurance and we need to get you know that empowering so we can get back out there and and keep doing what we're doing so um and that's what um one of the things that make um Chandra and our relationship so well is that we both got our own things that are going on but when we get together it's like yesterday like we still laugh we still we're able to talk we're able to vent and it just feels good yeah. and so one of the things um so in my life right now I have like I said a 16 year old who thinks she's going to leave me because <laughs> she's got these scholars she's already looking have colleges looking at her and she wants to Calif- go to California I have an 18-year-old that's probably never going to leave home because he can't cook for himself. So we got to get through that first. Our 18-year-olds will live with us forever. It's okay. <laughs> They're both boys. So we expect this. We are raising true mama boys, it appears. Yes. Uh, um, I recently dealt with two um, um, deaths in the last year, and it was it was rough. It was, And I will talk about it more, but it was really hard. And I think... The things that got me through, especially when I needed most, was my girls. So, like, I mean, and we didn't even have to talk. But just getting out and just, like, unwinding can make help so much. It's a huge difference. It changes yeah. things for sure. It gives you the energy you need to keep get back in there and get back in and try, keep trying again. So, 
I definitely think that, you know, as she said, um, we're going to maybe dedicate just one episode to grief and grieving. Um, cause as she said, she just dealt with two pretty major losses. Um, I think that in some ways, you know, she will probably be the person who will be able to help me the most. Um, as I deal with the fact that, you know, we've received news that my, you know, my father's cancer is terminal. Um, he is currently under hospice care and initially we were given a six month um, prognosis. However, as of last Thursday, um, we talked to the oncologist and he says as he looks over his scans for the past few months, he feels strongly that it's more within the three to six month time frame, possibly less. Um, but he says, you know, there are major organs that are still functioning properly and very well. So again, I feel like, you know, we have a higher power that has the final say so. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it still is something that's heavy to deal with the idea that a person who you've spent, you know, the every, you know, year of your life with, um, will possibly one day not be here. That is a very hard pill to swallow. And I think that grief is something that a lot of people are uncomfortable talking about. Um, and I, we, I hope that we can maybe have that conversation because grief looks different for everybody. It's different for people and how they choose to grieve. And so I'm always fascinated the different ways that people grieve and are still able to like cope and function and not completely fall apart because it's very easy to. And I agree with her. One thing that I, one thing I, I encountered a lot is the things that I would hear people say about what they felt grief should look like and not what it is to someone it's not necessarily Grief is very personal yeah it is very personal and it is very something only that person can go through on their own and in their own terms or how they ever however they feel to make it to the next moment yeah. or the next day so i think we need to that's something we do need to talk about it's not just on this podcast but just in especially the black community. Exactly, yes. We got to start killing those because sometimes like there's people out there like luckily I'm a strong person but there are people out there that aren't so strong and and they hear certain things from and it's enough to break them. Yeah. Like it's enough to truly break them to make them feel like they are nothing and because all because someone else sees their grief and feels like they're not grieving the right way. Right. So. Yeah, grief is very personal and I think that one thing that we as black people don't do is we don't take into account the fact that your grief has to look like what your relationship was with that person. And I think that for me as, cause I feel like over the past few weeks, um, as sort of things have, as my dad's health has deteriorated, like for me, what has helped me is to think about the fact that I know the type of relationship that I've, that I've had with my dad and I know who my dad is as a person. And I think that anybody in our community would say that my dad is that guy who can make a dog laugh. Like when Robin, <laughs> when Robin Harris, like when Robin Harris first came out in house party, everybody used to say that was my daddy. Like they used to call my daddy Robin Harris because he was just like that, like really quick wit, uh-huh. like sarcastic biting, but like super funny, like always find something to laugh about. And that's me. I can very much find darkness in the midst of like the absolute worst things ever and I feel like that's sometimes I mean it's a coping mechanism but I also think it's helpful because it helps me to realize that there was a time when laughter was all I knew I didn't know that that I didn't know that pain that I was currently going through so just as fleeting as you know what I'm saying that laughter has been that pain that grief is it just as fleeting like it you can't it can't stay unless you allow it to stay and you have to be able to cherish you know what you had with that person 
Um, you have to be able to honor that relationship in the way that works best for you and how you see fit. And so I think that there will probably be times when people will think that maybe my grief is not proportional to what it should be. But like I said, I know mine and my dad's relationship. And I know that my dad, even in the midst of it, would still, I hate to say this, want me to find something to laugh about, course, you know, to yeah. crack a joke. So I think that that for me is, is something that I've been thinking about more and more is about how I honor that. Yeah, my my um, stepdad died here in October, but um, he was not my stepdad. He was my father. Right. Like, he was the man who raised me, and I talked about it at his funeral. Um, he was the one I argued with. I mean, we went through years where we just, like, could not stand each other. I had a mouth. I yep. thought I knew everything, and I was quick to tell it, and he did not. He was not. He was old school. Women yeah. didn't talk to like yeah. him like that. So, but he learned to respect me and I learned to respect him. I learned a lot about him, like, as I got older and what made him who mm -hmm. he was. Like, I mean, he was a veteran who still faced racism even after he served in the army, yep. you know. So, um, I just... Definitely had some stories to tell, He I'm had sure, some stories to tell, sure. yes. And he knew everybody, or at least thought he did. <laughs> <laughs> Which is okay. <laughs> So I think that's why I'm not so shy because we went like I can remember being little and even before my sisters were born, it was just me and my sister, um, my younger sister um, and both of him. Like I said, he was just our stepfather, but he took us everywhere. I mean, we supposed to be going to the store. We're going to stop at two cousins house. He going to check on yeah. them, see how they doing. Mm -hmm. So, and you just learn to talk, you learn to laugh, you know, and so yeah. it's something that like I picked up on. And then once I got out of my shell where I wasn't shy, look, I was ready to talk. To talk and you had something to say. Yeah. So, I, but yes, I don't know how to be quiet for too long. So and people often are often surprised because when you first meet me, I am kind of quiet, quiet. Mm -hmm. I am kind of reserved. Yep. And then by like third day, four or five, you'll hear yeah. me talking. And then you'll hear me you're still talking like, damn, she don't she shut up. <laughs> I don't even think it's that she doesn't <laughs> shut up. I think it's just so, it's just so odd. Because like I said, most people, this for me is outside of my comfort zone, I think. Because most people will say she's very standoffish when you meet her. She does, she's not friendly. Um, and it's not that I'm not friendly. It's because I'm really shy. Like I'm a very shy person. So this is so outside of my comfort zone to even do this. And when, when Angela asked me to, I said yes, more so because I thought that she probably was going to follow through with it, but she would come up with some other idea where it just wouldn't be just me and her. So there really wouldn't be a whole lot of focus on me and I wouldn't have to try to come out of my shell. <laughs> um, and then by Sunday I was like, afternoon like I was like I was ready for it I was like okay let me jot down some notes and some topics we could talk about and so yeah I'm glad yeah. that I'm glad that we're doing this because like I said I think that we provide a different perspective um just our worldview growing up we were where we grew up living where we currently live um we were both married to men in the military um so it's like the things that we didn't think we had in common um have not really you know stacked up as much as the things that we figured out about each other right. just by hanging out and getting to know each other. Um, well, I like Chandra because I, when I saw first Chandra hustle. 
Tandra is, she's going to make sure her kids are straight. She going to have, like, she always got, like, I mean, she's a mama. She's just like me. Like, Mama's gotta make I remember, happen. like, I mean, I saw her one day. I came into the rack, and she looked so tired, and she was like, you know, but, hey, it's still another day. You know, yep. she still talks, and we still laugh. But, you know, that's, and I like that, and I like women like that. Like, I feel like, you know, that, you know, we're strong. We take care of our kids, you know. We got them back on homework, but at the same time, you know, we're not like so uptight that no one can you yeah. know, break through. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we still like to have fun. We still like joking. We still like talking shit. We like music. Our kids probably shouldn't listen to. <laughs> I think that, well, I can well, say. We're, round, we're, we're real, real people. We're like, real people with yeah. real issues, real, this yeah. is real life. And I can say that. The group of, like, Angela as a mom, even, you know, we have other friends who are mothers. I feel like they're so different than my mom's friends and that mom group. So, and I like that, like, because I feel like there are so many things that I couldn't talk to my mom about that I was not comfortable talking to my mom about. And I hope that the person that I am, the way that, you know, my the music that I listen to, the way that I carry myself, that my kids feel as though, not that I'm trying to necessarily be you know, on their level, but to let them know that, like, I understand, like, I, yes. I, that I can they communicate can with them, they yes. can talk to me, and that nothing is off limits. And even more so than that is the fact that even though times have changed, I was once 11 years old, you know what I'm saying? I was once 18. So I have that experience. Right. Even if it doesn't look like what their current experience is, I still have it. Right. Um yeah, and all mom life doesn't look the same. Like, oh no, because mm-hmm. um, I have one sister. You know, I have one sister that's married with two kids. I have one sister. She, you know, she's in dating, um, in a long term relationship. You know, she has a set of twins, um, and then a six year old. Um, I, you know, I have a sister that you know her life is her, her God, her church, her kids, and. But we still, when we get together, there is still that common denominator that we're women. Right. That we need to vent. Mm-hmm. That we need to talk. Yeah. You know, we need to share information, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's what makes women so unique. Like, the we can come from different backgrounds. And I think that's what makes women time, especially like girls night out or just the wind down, so unique. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's something maybe our moms miss. Because in talking to each other we learn a little bit, you know, yeah. something we didn't know, mm-hmm. some kind of background that, you know, makes us realize, well, hey, maybe my kid, you know, maybe he ain't so weird, you know. <laughs> right. And, you know, I, think, I, don't, like, I don't know about you. Um, you, have, you have several sisters. You have yes. a couple of sisters. Well, I, you know, I have just my older sister, and it was such an age difference. I always was really that little sister just mm-hmm. kind of hanging around. Um, and I think that... I always longed for a friendship. Like I wanted a little sister. I want like my best friend, you know what I'm saying? There's a year or so between us and that's the closest like little sister, you know what I'm saying? Like sister relationship that I've had. Like, so for me, I'm very much a girl's girl. Like I love the idea of like strong female friendships because I didn't have that sisterly, you know, connection growing up as far as, being close in age and kind of going through the same experiences. My my brother and sister were adults, pretty much. You know what I'm saying? They were 14 and 15, you know, when I came along. So yeah. they were very much, you know, preteen, teenagers. Um, 
zero in common. So like I said, I missed a lot of that, you know, having a sister to tell about your first kiss. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That was reserved for my, my best friend. Yeah. So I think for me And I think that's what it is, girl time and mm-hmm. time with your your best friends, your girlfriends. That's those sisters that you get to choose. Yeah. Get, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy that you said that because I got my my friend a Christmas gift, a bracelet that said, um, you're the sister I got to choose. Mm-hmm. And that's very, that's very true. And I think that even with the sisters that you get to choose, that the, the thing that remains is that we're women. It's that sisterhood, if you will. Um, and the fact that I love getting a different take on anything from parenting to makeup to hair from outside sources, from other women. Like that to me is the best. It is the church best. to attend yeah. is yes. the church of women. I mean, for real, you know, because they gonna is. put you up on some. You shit. gonna learn something new when you come up out of there, like you, for real. Because like, girl, did you know? No, and you're like, Mm-mm, yes. I didn't. Like my yeah. latest girl, did you know? Was I got an email on Saturday? It said you had fourteen thousand honey gold points. Don't let them expire. I'm like, honey. So I used the Honey app to shop. I did a lot last year, but then I was like, why am I doing this? So I logged out. Well, I got this email on Saturday saying, you know, you need to use these points or what are you going to do? Basically, what are you going to do with these points? I followed the link back to the Honey app. So it let me redeem it. I could redeem it for um, a PayPal card or I could redeem it for a Walmart e-gift card. So I did one for $50 because for every $1,000 was a $10, $10. So I did one for 50 and one for 40. My thinking being that I'll do the first one. I'll do a little small, you know, shopping trip of $50. And then if it doesn't go through, then I'll know I'll have to pay this in, this, this in cash. So, so I went to Walmart that same morning. I'm putting stuff in the car and I'm thinking, oh my God, I should have just took my ass to all these. (laughs) I could have went into food line this morning and used my points. I'm going to spend way too much because I don't grocery shop at Walmart. I don't like this. not my thing. I don't really like Walmart. I like their meats. I just feel like it is not in my budget. I'm a single mama budget Mm -hmm. and it does not meet me. So, but I was shopping. I did my shopping. I tried to do the best I could stay in budget because I knew that if it didn't go through, I was still going to have to buy these groceries because I'm about to put them back and then go shop somewhere else. Yeah. So... But the guy, so I went to the self-checkout. As soon as he, like, I'm trying to ring up the groceries or whatever. I'm trying to pay for it, and it wouldn't let me do it. It wouldn't let me scan it. And so a guy comes over, and he was like, are you okay? I'm like, this is, it says it's from Honey, and it's not fake, I don't think. <laughs> and he was like, come on over, I'll help you. So we had to go to another register. It took two CSMs, but it actually worked. It went through. And so I did that $50, and then I did another one for $40, and I walked out with $90 of free groceries. Okay. Man, that was my whole day. And that's a blessing. I was telling everybody, like, I went to Speedway, went to work that later that day. I'm like, did you know Honey works? They're like, yes. what? Honey? The Honey you told me that Friday night. <laughs> that was the same day, right? You told like, me about works. Honey. She put me up on <laughs> Honey on Friday night. So that's definitely a girl did you know. Um, and maybe that should be a part of this podcast is a girl did you, did you know. know? <laughs> What was your girl did you know moment? What was your, I think we also discussed doing like the funniest part of your day or the funniest meme of the day, something funny that you encountered um, throughout your day, whether it be a TikTok or something that happened in your real life, um, something that you saw on TV or something that you read. I come across funny stuff all the time. Like, 
I have I a do. silly sense of humor, though. Like I said, there's a lot of things that probably should be off limits, but they're not. Like, I can find something to laugh about with them. So, I just be yucking it up by myself. Um, I think it's for me, it's like my therapy. Like, it I'm is. Serious. Mm-hmm. Like, I, Retail therapy, yeah, laugh my, therapy. My five minutes of therapy when my job is stressing me the hell out. I go in my car <laughs> and I find something. <laughs> like, find the funny. So, uh, but yes. Okay. Uh, so, one of the things we said we would talk about was this. Uh, I call him, I know his name. I think it's pronounced Jacquees. I call him Jacquees. I don't know why. <laughs> I like Jacquez better, but really, you could call him anything. You could call him short and sexy, <laughs> uh, smooth sound delight. <laughs> okay. Chocolate dropper. But I did not know it was because he had a concert on Saturday. Don't yes. We missed it. He How did we miss that? our city. He was in. We're always traveling to Nashville or to Louisville to do something. And the one weekend where there is something really happening in Bowling Green that we could do. We missed it. We missed it. We missed it. We missed it. So is that a sign of us getting older and we're just not in touch with what's really going on out here in the I street? didn't see it on the media, though. I, I feel like they it, didn't I really advertise forgot. it enough. It wasn't. Well, I think that it was advertised. <laughs> To a certain, we, you don't really do social media like that, and neither do I. I don't. That's true so, too. I guess so if you, I got it, I got to yeah, be on you know social media. You gotta be and, on, and that's the thing. I like don't. I'm on social media, but I'm not social. Yeah. So, but that did come across my timeline. Um, excuse me, through my newsfeed, a couple of people posted it. So that's how I had got the screen grab for it. And also, um, it was being discussed. Me and Monty were getting our hair done in a girl came in and was talking about it. So I heard it from her in passing, but she wasn't firm on what the date was. So I kind of, like I said, through the grapevine, I heard some things. I passed it along to another friend, but completely forgot. So that is... I told Chandra, it'd been just our look. If we would have yeah, went we and it would have got canceled. canceled. Something would have happened. Yeah. He wouldn't have shown up. Or he wouldn't have shown up. Got Yeah. Shoot. Or maybe I would have went to jail because I would have tried to kidnap him. Yeah. I think it though. I think he would have had fun. He might have resisted a little bit, but he gonna have fun. He would might. We probably got on board with it eventually. Yeah. 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 They would have had to rest us after the party was over. Yeah. So I think we're also probably going to maybe take the podcast on the road, if you will, for a girls' night out. Um. We've been we trying to been trying to put together a girls' night out for a minute now. Another one because my birthday uh, weekend kind of went down in flames. Well, not for everybody. It went down in flames for me because she I, no, you partied hard. <laughs> Chandra had the most fun she could find. Yeah, I had the most, I did exactly what I said I wanted to do. <laughs> it was about it was about an hour and thirty minutes. It's about an hour. Th- I gave I gave that night a good hour and thirty minutes. I gave it my best. I went hard in the paint. Or so I felt like I did, even if I didn't. Um, so we are definitely do another one. Um, and this one, I'm really going to, I think, try to get to it, you know, enjoy it to the extent that I need to. Um, we definitely need to unwind, like let we down do. we the do hair. Need a girl's night. Yes. Really have fun. Nobody has to drive. We get in an Uber or a Lyft and. Kind of like the, the best weekend. thing about Ubers. Yeah, that was what we the weekend that we went for Pam's birthday. Oh man, yeah, remember? Had... Pam? I was just—is that what you was thinking about? That's what I was thinking about too. Because I was like, "Oh, who about?" Oh, I said I was driving. Pam's like, "You remember? Yeah, you said we we're taking an Uber." Uber. I'm like, "I get to get one more drink." 
Taylor, <laughs> one more drink. Let's get it started. Let's go. That was a good night. That was a fun night. That was such a fun night. And we're definitely overdue for that. We need that again. So I don't know what Valentine's Day coming up, being single on Valentine's. I guess that means we have to have a Galentine weekend. Yes. With the girls. Oh, well, there is something um, at Yancey's. Um, so... If you're listening, you're local. This is Glasgow, Kentucky. On uh, Saturday, they're having um, like a, I think it's called like a grown and sexy. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I forget who's hosting it, but I will see if I can't pull that up here. Actually, uh, I think my cousin message sent me the link here. It was the class and classy upscale events, food and drinks available at Yancey's Saturday the twelfth at nine p.m. So, if you have some, don't have anything to do, that's something that's out there. I am not sure. It just says um, D Shannon D and K presents. Hmm. I'll have to update that. I have to call Sonya and see. Because I know my cousin, she knows. She's the one who sent it to me. But <clears throat> it's something we could think about doing. But it is like, I'm, I kind of wonder if it's like going to be a couple thing. Oh, that would be not yeah. cool. Well, you yeah. could, br- well, you have somebody you could bring. You know? No? Okay. No? No. Mm-mm. That's fine. I don't either. So we could, we could all go as a group. Yeah, we could go as a group. So that or would we be could cool. do our own thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, all the girls. I'm saying all the girls. Um, I'm sure um, the ones that are booed up will, will come with their boyfriends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we already know that's going to be Dan Pam. Uh, <laughs> Dan Pam, you be doing too much. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, what was the other thing we had? To say? One of the things we talked about, maybe, or we could just do dinner, go to Nashville, you know, see what's out. Yeah. So. See what all we can get into. Um, so that is just, I think, maybe a quick little rundown of kind of what you know we will be discussing or doing um, on the podcast, and then I think as we we kind of get our feet wet with this, we'll sort of have a format as far as what we want to talk about right. and right. always open to suggestions. I think we're right now. We're, we're going trying... to make it fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be, you know, more put together. Like she said, as we get better into it uh, and know what we're doing and, you know, get a better format of what we want to talk about. Yeah. So, so we definitely, like we've, we've thrown out ideas today. Um, definitely we'll come back, I think with probably a little bit more structure and hopefully by then we'll also have our intro music um we'll be better at like you know being able to throw some ad libs or something in as we're talking and sound effects and all that good stuff um oh our three names we haven't decided on a name i'm glad you remembered that so and i know let's see you can one of the ways you can message us is through because i set up gmail let's see hold on So you can find us on, you can message us through womenwineconvo at gmail.com. Again, that's W-O-M-E-N-W-I-N-E-C-O-N-V-O at gmail.com. So 
our first thing like we would like the audience to help us with is our name so we narrowed it down to three I don't remember what was it um the melanated mama's podcast I think was one of them mm-hmm. and um, let's see queenly conversations yeah I like that one queenly conversations and women wine and convo so those are those are the three that we've narrowed it down to um we're also open to suggestions as well um that's part names. of the fun yeah. for names as well but those are the three that we have sort of thrown in the air and are trying to decide on um i like all three so it's kind of a tough decision for me i couldn't just decide on one so i, think I like all three too so it's that's how we need help from from those that are listening and we appreciate your feedback and again like so we are also open to any suggestions as well all right well we need a good outro <laughs> and, we're, and you can help us think about a good outro but right yeah. now we just want to thank you for tuning yeah. in um bear with us as we get better at yeah. this and just know that this is a work in progress and that is the purpose we are here to uplift teach preach do all of those things that you know go along with being women and in the sisterhood right and make you feel a little bit better just for a moment so you are ready to dive back in and be superwoman so now it's time for you to go bye be blessed hey hey this is chandra and this is angela and it's been a minute but as always we are back um we've we got a lot going on we have had a, a lot, lot. <laughs> going on, like life. Life is, yeah, life is doing her thing. And um, yeah. You will get to that though. Yeah, yes. we'll, we'll get to yes. that. I think right now we're going to touch on um, talking about what you do to protect your peace and what does protecting your peace look like. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we can do that one. Okay. So I guess we can go ahead and start with our week then because... Let's see. My week has been not just this week, but it seems like every week for the last three weeks, I've had some major something going on. Yeah, like um, so my tub in my bathroom. Yes, I come home from work, and um, it's just dripping. Not bad, you know. I go look at it. I'm like, okay, but enough to be problematic. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, okay, I got time though. Like this is not immediate. I don't yeah. need to take care of this. So try to turn it on, turn it off. Okay, still not a big deal. So I go on to my second job because, like as I said, I am a single mama and I am trying to get this money. Okay, Hustle does not stop. Okay, so I go to work, come back, go home, go to bed, come back to home the next day after my first job, and it is pouring like the day of Niagara Falls. And this is Definitely. Tuesday. Just a day later. Tuesday. Just a day later. Tuesday. Yeah. The next day. The very next day. The very next day. It escalated that quickly. Yes. You know? Like, I mean, you could literally just take, you, you <laughs> could put the plug in and you have a bath. Oh, it is hot water. So now um, when I say you can oh take gosh. a bath, yeah. Just, yeah, you was ready. Yeah, you was ready. So um, I had to listen to it all week because I don't have any savings. Um, because I'm one of those people that are just like many of you out there. I'm still waiting on my money from Mr. IRS yes. for unemployment. Me. Yes, because yes. they told me I did not apply in a timely manner. So you appealed it. Yes, I appealed it. And okay. then I had it I was supposed to have a hearing in March, but they pushed it back to April because, yeah. you know, I guess they think I'm about to get a little bit of money. She yeah. can wait. 
Well, I really can't wait. I really mm-hmm. can't wait though. <laughs> I wish they would just like give me my money because when they wanted, when I owe them money, they the little it. yeah, the they little eight hundred dollars. They, they made sure way. they got. They, they already had <laughs> girl. They had my. They had my. Uh, what was that pay uh, wage garnishment set up? All they was all they needed was the verification that I knew. Like oh no, no. I was like oh no don't mm-mm, don't do that don't we, do we that. can figure something we'll, out <laughs> something out don't, don't garnish those wages so but let me get back to the tub so I don't have any savings no so I have to wait till Friday and so Tuesday Wednesday Thursday I'm listening to this run just run it's dripping run, it's background run. Noise. I can't even sit in my room and relax because. <laughs> All I hear is dollar signs. Hell, not this time around. (laughs) No, it did not. All I hear is dollar signs. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a game changer when it's like that. That's not the. the So they were supposed to come on Friday at um, 10 o'clock. I didn't see them till Friday at 6 30. But they came. They fixed it. But they came. 30, yeah. yeah, Took not even 10 minutes. It seems like service related stuff like that though it seems like it took long before but for some reason as now that we've entered the age of the pandemic if you will it seems like deliveries and you know services like electricians and plumbers and AC HVAC all that stuff it seems like it takes them twice as long as to it get did. To, yeah. You I know? think part of, well they say that part of it is that there's not enough people in that job force and that workforce. A lot of people are retiring out and a lot of these younger kids do not want to do it. So yeah. but it is hey it's a good it's paying great job. Money. I'm trying to look I'm trying to get my son onto it but you know yeah. let him do his own thing. But anyway. Or an electrician. They yes. make really good money. Yes. And then start your own little job. Mm-hmm. Shoot. Once you get the master what is it? Master plumber. Yeah. yeah, certification. But um, so what do I do for my inner peace, like on a week like that? And then the week afterward, my transmission on my truck sounded like it was about to go out and it couldn't make it over 65 miles per hour. Um, what do I do? I try to go find a quiet place. I love listening to some Mary J. Blige, Marry Me and Mary. We go so far back. She gets me through. Um. Let's see. Who else do I really like? Um, there is this song on YouTube. It's on YouTube. And it's this uh, that beat I heard I showed you. Um hold on, let me see here. You're talking about the Masigo song? Tadao. Yeah, Tadao. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love yes. that. I don't know. It just calms me. It's, yeah. It's one of those for your spirit nice. type of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. High like, vibration songs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is what I do for my inner peace. I also, I'm, well, I'm learning how to tell people about the problems I have because I'm one of those people like I can listen to you all day. I don't judge because I do understand. Yeah. But then when it gets my turn, I don't know how to voice it. Yeah. So, and I'm learning. I think I'm getting better. I'm learning. I'm being, doing a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So, um, I often talk to my mom. When, uh, That's a good thing to yeah. have somebody to talk to that you yeah. feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, and now I feel like, because, like I said, my dad just passed. And before that, you know, I had a loss. And so, I'm able to be there for her. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like. Heal yourself in yeah, the process. Yeah. Like, you I know both. I can talk to her, mm-hmm. too. That so, shared experience yeah. of loss, for sure. Yeah. So, yep. that is what I do for my inner peace. What about you? Um, You know, I think protecting my peace is probably a two- or three-fold thing. Um, I say 
to protect my peace, I remove myself from situations or I don't allow myself to engage in situations that I know are going to take me outside of myself and make me, um, that just don't make me happy. Right. They just don't, you know, right. pour into me that they're not making me better. Right. Um, and that's something that I used to really struggle with being this person who felt as though I had to hold on to things because maybe we have history together. Right. Um, Right. It and is okay. I've learned like it's okay yeah, to it's love someone, someone from afar. From and afar. that's something that I'm that yeah. I'm actively I'm I'm actively learning and that is one of the biggest things I'm trying to practice in order to protect my peace mm-hmm. is knowing how to love people from afar. Yeah. Um to find my peace, man, um listen to music. I've really gotten into a point now where I've always been a writer. But I will go on maybe like Pinterest or something and I'll maybe come across like a pen that's a journal prompt or something, a question to ask yourself. So I found myself really kind of like music going in the background, just kind of, you know what I'm saying, following one of those journal prompts um, and really just allowing myself to feel what I feel. Because I'm a pretty private person, like I'm notoriously private, like I'm not going to even I could be going through something and rarely ever Show it. Show it. And or and even if yeah. we're not in and there's probably one person who I give all of that in that moment when I'm right. actively going through something. Typically people get that after right. um, the storm has settled. To continue about um what I'm learning to do in order to find my peace. Um like I said, it's you know, journaling, listening to music. Um, being able to talk to somebody is definitely very helpful and that's not something that I do very often, especially when I'm in the midst of a storm. Um, it's usually after that I'm able to talk about it or, or you know, really kind of say anything about it. But I'm learning that sometimes it's a little bit easier that healing sometimes is a community. It takes a community, you know what I'm saying? So you can't always heal yourself alone. Um, so I'm, I'm learning that and I think that that's kind of what's helping me to Get better at finding my peace. I think that's part of that strong woman mentality. Yeah. We forget, mm-hmm. like, we're so used to doing most of it on our own. We try to work through it on our own. Or that we can, we think that we can, we do so much on our own or we juggle so much. Yeah. Like, okay, I got this. Mm-hmm. When you really don't. And, so, and you might be handling it okay, but at some point you break. And, yeah. And, you, and, and sometimes that break can be more than, longer than you should have been Mm -hmm. like it's not just like a day and it could be like a couple of weeks where you take a while to bounce back back. but you do but if you had just vented found someone it would have yeah and we need to and that's something i'm realizing too i need to learn how to do that yeah when to put it down yeah Yeah. when to say okay Um, i need i can't do this by myself yeah i think also the other i think the other side of that is like you know we talked about like finding that one person but and also finding something that helps us calm us but as sometimes you don't need to be calm i think sometimes we do need a vent like so yes, there are and times a, and it's okay yes. to mm-hmm. go through this like it's okay to be mad or to yeah. be angry or to be want to just like hit something to be frustrated and, and to i be... think you have to when you allow yourself to do that in an environment that is safe yes. and and you know in a manner that is safe mm-hmm. and doesn't hurt anybody else yeah, and, yeah. It's, and still helps you like 
I have a friend, she has a girl in her garage is this little punching dummy that her <laughs> son uses, you know, and she was like, you know, if you ever want to come use it, yeah. you know, hey, <laughs> yeah. you know, so sometimes I think sometimes you have to realize it's okay to find a way to vent. Don't mm-hmm. push it all down. Sometimes that's not the answer either. Yeah. Like, you know, make sure you're not by calming yourself, you're not pushing it down, mm-hmm. you know, so that you're truly calming yeah. yourself. Because I'll be honest, I definitely grew up in a a household and environment where you weren't necessarily allowed to feel your feelings. Right. And like you said, you, sometimes you have to be able to vent, like in the way that your that your mind, your body, everything wants to vent, not what you feel is acceptable. Right. You know what I mean? Like if you if you're like, oh, I can't feel that right now. I don't have time for that. No, maybe sometimes you do need to feel yes. it. And I don't think that I grew up in a household like that. And I can't speak for all black households, but I I will say strongly that probably about 75 80% of the black women that I grew up around in the black households that I saw it definitely was this mentality of we don't have time to feel our feelings mm-hmm. so I feel like we don't always I know agree. how to feel that you know like my mom I and could, then if you come from like just strong parents because like, yeah I told you my stepdad you know he was in the army mm-hmm. and so and he had his own regimented and, yeah, yeah he had his own things that it took him a long time to get over it. And yeah. it was meant, a lot of it was mental mm-hmm. health. And um, it took him to actually admit that he, that it was a problem before he could actually even start to get yeah. help. And I think that um, just coming from a family, from a background like that, that plays a big part on yeah. you. You know, mm-hmm. when you're, when, you know, you have, you see someone that are struggling, but you know, the thing is, be strong, be tough, you know. Because, like I said, in, I, don't, so. I don't know about you, but I never, I can't recall a time that I heard my mom, like, on the phone with a friend mm-hmm. or, you know what I'm saying, even, and, and maybe this is because she didn't allow me to, and I try very much to do that with my children as well, yes. that situation where maybe she didn't do it because, Maybe she did it, I just didn't see it. Right. She did it behind closed right. doors. But right. I just don't recall it. And right. so I think when you come from that mentality of being like, well, damn, I never saw my mom feel her feelings. I mm-hmm. never saw my mom, you know what I'm saying, like cry yeah. or admit, you know what I'm saying, that she's yeah. going through something. And I so- was rare that I saw my mom also. Like, especially, I don't think the few times is when someone that was really Pat, yeah. like her sister died. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and Linda. And I mean, she just didn't. I, I, there was times I knew that she, she had some something was going, going on, on. Mm-hmm. you know, you come out, she's got the red eyes, but she tried, she always did, did not let us yeah. try to see that. Yeah. So, I, you know, I even, and, I don't even think I really saw my mom cry at my sister's funeral. Like I know that she did, but it was such a, a very subtle thing. And like I said, I think that that's probably something that I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to work on and I've got to be better at it with my kids because I'm, as an adult, like I am truly learning what it means to like feel your feelings, yes. to feel your emotions. Yes. Like I try my hardest not to yeah. cry. And I know that comes from my mom. Like, you know, like I said, I, I know that she, I know she was crying. You know what I'm saying? I think I know just because I've told mm-hmm. myself that. But but if you were to ask me, can I honestly say that I saw a tear mm-hmm. down my mom's cheek at my mm-hmm. sister's funeral? I don't. I can't say that. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's probably crazy. one of those things because we, you know, she's got to be strong. Yeah, so. and she. But that's the yeah. thing, though. She didn't have to be strong. Yeah. You know, your child, you're burying your child. That's yeah. not natural. Yeah. You don't have to be strong. And I think that that's why I'm just like. 
crazy to think that society has got it so ingrained in our minds mm -hmm. that we shouldn't feel, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like that you have to be tough in every situation. And I'm just like, yeah, I, and I need to make a correction. Cause I said that my dad had passed in October. It was actually September. Uh, um, but, um, I just remembered that, um, the night before the um, funeral and I was just, I couldn't sleep, you know, yeah. I stayed up. I actually talked to a friend that really helped me. Mm -hmm. And I think that was actually probably the first step in a long time I ever like yeah. reached out to someone like, you know, I, but, um, the hardest part for me was wanting to be like, I did not want to fall. I wanted yeah. to be strong for my mm -hmm. mother. I didn't want to be a wreck and cry and just lose myself yeah. in grief because I felt like she needed me. And it's crazy that we, but you know, I feel like sometimes all of us you now we feel like this is that moment where we have to step up. Yeah. We and, have to be that. Yeah. The, the strong but, one. Um, it doesn't have to be all, all the way, all the time. And I feel like that was, that is part of one of the things I do need to work on. Cause I am not like, even my, my daughter told me, she said something about, she was like, well, you can just be unfeeling. I'm like, I have, feelings and emotions yeah. like for her to mm -hmm. say that was like why are you she's like well you don't cry uh, yeah i do and so that was a wake-up call that hey you know you can be superwoman but you can show them you know yeah and i and that's me i'm not affectionate yeah. like i've so. when i say pretty much every and this is not and i'm not laughing i think it's more of like a dis a, an uncomfortable like okay wow you know yeah. what i'm saying when you've had more than one person in pretty much every of the four major relationships that I've had in my life, do you know that at some point in time, those individuals have said, you can come off a little like cold, a mm -hmm. little standoffish, like you're not really affectionate, mm -hmm. like you're not really an emotional person, like mm -hmm. you like you kind of stay calm. And I don't think you will mind now, but my ex-husband, you know, as after we were able to actually communicate with each right. other like adults, right. he said, he said, I gotta tell you something black. He was like, you you the type of woman, you kind of scare me. <laughs> He's like, you know, they say those. I've things. often been told I can be intimidating too. That he was like, you know, you, yeah. I've been told that like women who stay calm underneath when they lose it, mm -hmm. they lose it big. And yes. he was like, I gotta be honest. He's like, you you did that a lot during the relationship <laughs> where I knew like, bruh, she's she could probably, possibly hurt she's me. Probably, she's probably gonna kill you, and you wouldn't even know it because you don't know. <laughs> mad or if everybody like, just don't know and I was just like wow and he was like no he was like seriously and even he said like he remarked you know what I'm saying he was like he was like I gotta be honest he's like it was a little uncomfortable for me at your sister's your sister's funeral because he was like I could see you really wanting to break down and cry and he was like and I just felt like you felt like you couldn't because you didn't want you didn't know what your mom was going to say you didn't want you didn't want to feel like you were making a scene but right. he was like right it's your sister's funeral. Yeah. He was like, it doesn't matter. He was like, if you want to make a scene, he was like, if people know, people know when it's real and when it's not. You know what I mean? Like, you can't say, oh, you can't be at somebody's funeral just hooting and hollering, doing the most. You know right. what I'm saying? And you didn't have a good relationship with them, them in life. You know what right. I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. you had that opportunity then. And yeah, maybe you are doing all that because you want that back now. Now you right. realize you don't have that opportunity. Right. But he was like, I think people will know. Like you losing it's it or right. you being upset and crying. It's, it's and, real or not. It's real. Yeah. He yes. was like, so you don't have to, that's not something that you, you should have felt like you had I, to have done. And that's how I, um, and we'll talk about that later. But when I was, um, when Tyrone died and I, um, 
the day of his funeral. You know, I cried. I couldn't, but I couldn't stop those tears. And yeah. It was, um, it was just enough that it was just hard enough. It took more strength for me just to try to hold it in. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I didn't want to, to lose myself like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, I mean, I had my daughter sitting right beside me and I felt like I had to be strong for her. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, the tear, I couldn't stop the tears. Yeah. The tears are going to come We're going to come in regardless. But, um, to lose it, I just, I couldn't, couldn't I couldn't it. allow myself. Yeah. And that's probably the hardest moment I have ever, ever went to. Really through. had. Mm-hmm. And the craziest thing is, um. You want to say so much and you want to do so much. You want to be in in that moment. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes the the only thing you can do is just try to get through it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's what there was that comes in with. Like we said, you know, we just want to be strong. We want to do. Yeah, we, we have to, like we to have get to be through strong. It. Yeah, yeah, to get through it. But yeah, that's yeah. that's a lot. I couldn't. Um, I couldn't imagine. I think it's, I think that's probably, would probably be the hardest outside of like a family member. Yeah, yes. Um, I think, um, and we talked, like we said about mental health, like the first part of mental health is finding your mental peace. Mm-hmm. And I think for some people, they, it's hard. It's, it's hard, it hard to get. It's mental hard peace to, is hard. It, listen. It's a hard skill. It's a hard, I guess, skill. Yeah, it is, and it, is, that, it's a, it does learn. require some skill. Yeah. It does, it does. So, yeah. Um, you may but, find physical peace, you may find material peace, but mental peace is one of those that it takes some, yeah. some it, you gotta... Well, it's taken me, how my 30s, I can't, I want to lie, but I'm going to say 37. It's taken uh, 37 years for me to even begin to start to figure it out, like figure and, or it even out. even understand, you know yeah, what? It's, understanding that, hey, I... Sometimes, you know, I cannot do this all on my own. So I'm going to tell you what it took. I'm not even going to say it took these past almost three years for me to understand the importance of mental peace and okay. of, of, of yes. knowing of knowing how important your mental peace is in your entire universe and your entire physical being like I, when I say people who like, okay. Y'all know you heard people say stress is a killer. You know what I mean? And like you say it sarcastically. You know what I'm saying? You say it jokingly or whatever. But I am I am understanding that that is such a real statement. It is such a real statement. Um, and I I think I've personally witnessed it. Excuse, and I will talk yeah. about it later. It's still like something that, you know, it's going to take some time. But we're going to get to that. But yes, it is definitely... Um, it's a person. It is very uh, much a killer, stress and mental health, and Damn, we still not taking it as importantly as we should. Okay. Okay. So, um, I guess what I'm just trying to get to is that, like, when it comes to, especially in, um, not just with women and 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 in the black community and with, um our you know our brothers you know our black males and i don't think i think especially just in our black and brown community i think you know we we have so much generational trauma and we've always been taught like if you want to make it in this world you got to be tough you got to be strong yeah. you got to get that get you out there yeah so and i think we 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 need to start changing that dialogue like yes you know 
Yes, you need to be strong. Yes, you know, there's going to be some tough times and you need to push, you know. But on the other side of it, you've got to learn how to take care of yourself, mm-hmm. that mental yeah. health. Like, get that in yeah. also. So that you can get up the next morning and do, you know, whatever it is that you're going through. You can go through it. Yeah. Keep going through, you know. So. That's definitely important. I think um, just my last things that I have to add is that I definitely feel like we are going to revisit at some point in time um, mental health in black men specifically. I think that definitely needs to be a segment um, that we need to devote. Yes, I think so. um, I think we need to like what we see as on the female side when we notice that, you know, when we see this in someone we care about, especially a male. and we see that they're they're struggling with something yeah. or they have a problem with something and they don't know how to get that help. And even and sometimes it can be, you know, that they have all the resources, mm-hmm. they just don't know, know how, how to, to go about getting navigate those yeah. resources. Yeah. Um yeah, for sure. That's so I definitely think that's gonna be another that's gonna be a, a in depth yeah. topic for another day. Um I think the other thing is now that we are aware of the importance of of mental peace, of peace in and of itself, of protecting peace, I think the next step is to learn how to actively do those things right. to maintain your peace and right. to you know create that that space for peace. Um, right. And and again, that's you know that's something that may be as small as just writing down what you're feeling or as big as allowing yourself you right know and like to, yeah and like you said earlier is whatever you need at that time mm-hmm. so you know yeah. that you know you know yes like you may need a vent or you may need to write or calm but mm-hmm. you know just getting that right what you need yeah to, you know, and knowing find that the piece, is yeah. yeah and recognizing it before yeah. you know what i'm saying it gets too late before, you know what I'm saying, it gets out of control, which is sometimes harder to do than, you know, easier said than done to Mm -hmm. recognize when things are getting bad because you may be like, well, I've operated in this space so long that it may not seem as bad as it truly is, but then, you know, it might be that one thing that triggers that realization that like, okay. And have you ever been like going like through something or you're at that verge where you're going to snap and you do yeah and then you were like oh i shouldn't have done yeah I, maybe i shouldn't have said, said those that. things or, or maybe yeah. i shouldn't have i didn't mean to mm-hmm. go act like i was just crazy or yeah Corella just popped just into popped my soul my, my yes. alter ego, my yeah like twin, yeah just because just you haven't over. had that you know what you need but yeah we'll we keep on talking but we'll get yes. to those another. are topics for another day yes. because i think we're definitely going to focus on mental health in the black community a little bit more yes um, so i guess we didn't really get in a whole lot, lot of laughs today but we will we, we will. will yeah there's um, definitely some, some like laugh. we and we have some laughs to give so don't the next we one oh my goodness Yes, like I said, we've had an interesting <laughs> past couple <laughs> weeks and we will get to it. But as we're busy. Always, <laughs> we love it. We love it. And as always, be a blessing and be blessed. Yes, and get out there and be your superwoman self. Don't but don't forget to take time for yourself. Do what you need to do to find your inner peace. Protect your peace all 2022. Love yourself, beautiful. Have a great day. Alrighty, we're out. <laughs>